like robbery and fraud, Joanne the Scammer ain't got nothing on these two. Let's get into it. As always, I'm Maurice, and you're listening to Category Is. Hey y'all, welcome back to another week of Category Is. I hope you celebrated the once-in-a-lifetime event of Tuesday. Uh, This week, it was February 22nd, 2022, so 2-2-2-2 on the calendar, and it happened to fall on a Tuesday, (laughs) which I don't know how they planned that out when they were making the calendar all those years ago, Um, so I guess we can thank the ancient Egyptians and the the Mayans and and the aliens uh, for, for making that work out just right. And it also happened to be National Margarita Day, which is perfect for, for Taco Tuesday. Um, it also ex- inspired my drink for this week. So what you're drinking for this week? I have a rose petal margarita, still kind of on my Valentine's, uh, Valentine's with an M, uh, kick because I tried to get a reservation for actual Valentine's Day, but the restaurant I wanted to go to didn't have it. So we're actually going uh, this week on Wednesday. So this drink is all actually inspired by a restaurant in downtown Philadelphia. It's called Tequila's Restaurant, um, which is kind of like this old school, very authentic, but upscale uh, Mexican restaurant. And they have a rose petal margarita. It's like their signature uh, cocktail. So in my cocktail tonight, I have, of course, my Espelon tequila. You can use um, Patron, Don Julio. If you're a little more basic, you can use some, some Cuervo or a little 1800. But I like my Espelon. So then you add in some Cointreau, some fresh lime juice, and rose petal simple syrup. So what you do is you take equal parts sugar and water, heat it up just till boiling um, and then put in some rose petals. So you can buy them at Whole Foods uh, in the like organic section where they have like the lavender, the whole spices, um, the cinnamon sticks, things like that. <laughs> if you can't find them at Whole Foods, ooh, girl, you can buy them online, but good luck. So if you do that, do it at your own risk. <laughs> but you kind of just put the rose petals into that uh, hot, simple syrup concoction, and then you just let it steep. The longer you let it steep, the more rose flavor will get infused into the simple syrup. So you do have to do that part ahead of time, and then you just add it into your tequila, Cointreau, lime juice uh, mix, and then you shake it up and make it work. And so speaking of romance, that takes me to the first category of this week. I'm going to try not to give too many spoilers, but have y'all seen the Tinder Swindler documentary on Netflix? So if you haven't heard about it, the documentary on Netflix, it follows a guy named Simon Leviev, um, which is an assumed name, (laughs) one of the assumed names that he kind of goes by. Um, And then as we learn in the documentary, he meets women or met women on Tinder, which is the dating app where you swipe left or right um, and allegedly con them out of millions of dollars. His backstory is that he claims he's the son of a diamond um, billionaire. The dad is called the King of Diamonds, so that would make him the Prince of Diamonds. He's all over Instagram living this luxurious life. Private planes, the best restaurants, Gucci down (laughs) to the socks. 
but everything is like brand label, high end, globe trotting around the world, and looking like he's where the money reside. So the, <laughs> the documentary documentary opens up with these women telling the story of like how they got scammed. And so this one woman says that she met him online. He immediately invited her to lunch, and then he immediately invited her to go out of the country with him. Now, that's already a red flag for me because, you know, not to be too judgmental of these women, but she was trying to be about that life, like getting flued out, eating at the best restaurants, and, you know, seeing this man who, (laughs) by her standards, was a bit short for her, but, you know, was very charismatic. And it just seemed like that would be a red flag to me. Like, girl, we sitting here eating lunch, and then a couple hours later, I'm on a private jet with you. Like, uh, nah, girl. Like, none of your spidey sense went off. You could have gotten, like, taken and sex trafficked and all kind of things going on. But I think that was the risk that you assumed in doing that. So then the story goes that he told her how dangerous the diamond business was, that he has all these enemies that are after him. <laughs> I was like, girl, okay. Then the next step in his scam is that he would send them uh, these women like pictures of him with like cuts and bruises or like bloodied up or saying that he was in a hospital or like in an ambulance. He would send them videos and say that his enemies attacked him. And then now his credit cards are he doesn't want to use his credit cards because that's how they'll track him and see where he is and then come get him again. And he would persuade these women to then open up these credit cards in their own names. Then allegedly he would send them employment documents because, you know, when you're applying for a credit card, they want to verify your employment and see how much money you make. So he sent this one lady a form saying that she made like $94,000 a month. And so they just gave her like this ridiculous um, credit card limit. And then she would then, you know, like buy him things and buy him flights and add him as authorized user on the account. So then he could use the cards. It was just like all these things. Um, in hindsight, just kind of don't make sense. And then there's, I think, a total of three women in the documentary, maybe four. But then the last woman, I wouldn't say she got a bit smarter, but at one point she got, I guess, fed up. And so she she decided she was going to get back at him. So in this part is where it's kind of funny, because what she does is, you know, like I said, he's just laced in all the finest fashions and and his she says wardrobe was worth you know x amount of dollars so she persuaded him to give her all the clothes so that she could sell them online and then you know transfer the money to him because you know he just needed so much cash she sold the clothes and then she she never gave him the money which was hilarious because all throughout the documentary they're playing like these whatsapp uh, voice messages that he left which I don't know. That's an invasion of privacy to me because some of that stuff ain't for for other people to hear. But the last woman, I didn't feel sorry for her. She took a bit too much um, enjoyment out of like selling the clothes and then not giving him the money back. And it was just like kind of fucked up. I mean, I don't know all the things that he allegedly put them through, but she just got a little too much joy out of it. He only did a few months in jail. Spoiler alert. And that was due to like some unrelated charges um i don't 
technically think that he could do any time or face any like serious charges for the for the the them giving him money because essentially on paper like these women were they opened up accounts in their own names they opened they gave him money you know quote unquote willingly legally i technically i don't think that he can be responsible for that but i'll ask a practicing attorney and see what they say and so what he actually went to jail for was that um, he allegedly forged a passport and he was sentenced to 15 months of jail in Israel. But then he only did like five months and he got out, I think, like right before the pandemic hit. So now he's like a quote unquote real estate agent. I think he's also doing cameos, those little um, pre-recorded like messages where you pay them to like say happy birthday to you or to a friend and then i read that he also has like a some kind of business like program or something where you sign up and pay him like a monthly fee and he'll give you business advice which uh nah girl i'm good they also said that he scammed his way into getting a covid vaccine they said that he claimed he was a medical professional and skip the line in order to get a, a vaccine early, which <clears throat> you can't fault him for that. I know some people who lie to in order to skip the line or you work the connection they had in order to get the vaccine before anybody else. Then another scammer on Netflix. I don't know what's going on with Netflix and the scammers these days, but it's quality entertainment. So Shonda Rhimes, who was the creator of Scandal and How to Get Away with Murder, Grey's Anatomy and Bridgerton. Oh, let, let me not uh, forget that. So she's working her Netflix deal and she brought us another new show. It's a limited series called Inventing Anna. And it follows the life. It's actually, it's a based on a true story. It's not a documentary, but it's like a fictionalized account um, of this true story that happened. And it follows the story of this fake German heiress who goes by the name of Anna Delvey. Her real name was like Anna Sorokina. She's of of Russian uh, descent, but her parents lived in Germany or something like that. So she moves to New York, gets, you know, kind of swept up in this, uh, you know, the elite society, the rich people, essentially scams (laughs) them out of everything. So she claims she is like 24 um, that she will be getting a, I think, $60 million trust fund um, when she turns 25. And so her idea is to create this, um, she calls it a foundation, but it's more like a social club. So it's like a place where the rich people can go and like have drinks, have a spa, um, things like that. It's kind of like um, Soho House, if you are uh, aware of what that is. So it is a Shonda Rhimes production, like I said. So a lot of familiar faces. If you watched some of her other shows, you'll see like a lot of familiar faces um, in Inventing Anna. Laverne Cox has a big role um, in this. Laverne got a little love interest too, some little adult scenes in there. She got on a bad wig though, but let me not talk about her. But without giving any spoilers, it's basically a story about how this no-name woman can come and scam her way into society and then have access to hundreds of thousands and millions of dollars just thrown at her with like no questions asked. 
Because if her name was Shaniqua Delvey, you know she was not getting approved for none of these loans and none of these credit cards. And honestly, truly, that's why I really don't have any sympathy for these women or for these people who got scammed because one, I have trust issues. I don't trust people like that. And especially when it comes to my money. I do not play games with that. Because even my boo came into the office one day when I was working and he was like, hey, I need some cash. Do you got $20? And I was like, for what? What you need it for? What you going to do with it? And when I'm going get, to get it back? And he was like, you know what? Never mind. And that's somebody I sleep beside every night. So I can't even imagine giving up hundreds of thousands of dollars, open up bank accounts, credit cards for somebody I only smashed maybe once or twice. Like, damn, is it that good? Because <laughs> if it is, then he might as well go on OnlyFans with that. He can make a whole bunch of money. Clean money. Well, and all he got to do is put some stuff up his butt. It don't have to involve anybody else. <laughs> and then with the case of Anna, yeah, she did know these people. Like, they were in her kind of extended friend circle or whatever. But you only got maybe one time where you can pull the, oh, I forgot my wallet or... <laughs> Child, my credit card ain't activated yet. You only got a couple times where I'm I'm gonna cover dinner because fool me once. Because on the one hand, yeah, they're wrong for kind of leading these people on, manipulating them, promising whatever they were promising. But come on now, you don't know these people. You could have easily said no and kept it moving. Like it's pretty much the same thing as getting an email from some Nigerian <laughs> saying that they need your bank account info and they'll give you 10% of these millions of dollars they need to to deposit. Like, it's the same thing. But that's about it for the shows. I'm not going to say too much more because I don't want to spoil it for anyone who is going to watch it. I did read that Simon is um, probably going to sue Netflix for the way they depicted him in the documentary. <laughs> And that the uh, he has a bodyguard, and the bodyguard apparently is suing them for like a couple million dollars too. And then I also read that Netflix paid the real Anna <laughs> Delvey uh, over three hundred thousand dollars. I guess they had to do that. I guess for like the rights uh, to the story, which I guess is different from the Tinder swindler because that's more. It's really about the women he scammed, and not really the the Tinder swindler himself. Inventing Anna was like a little hard to watch for me because it was, you know, in that Shonda Rhimes style where they do like a lot of fast talking and they do like time jumps and you never really know like where in the in the timeline you kind of are. And then the Anna character, she was supposed to be German and Russian, so she had this horrible accent and I couldn't understand like half of what she was saying, so I had to turn on the um, the closed caption. But it was good. Another quick, quick category is that the Wendy Williams show is not doing too well. And it looks like it is going to be on permanent hiatus. So if you don't know, Wendy Williams um, herself has been having some health issues and took a medical leave from her show um, indefinitely. She's been gone for like a, a long, long time. I think the show was supposed to premiere a few months ago or a while ago, but they have been having guest hosts every every week. <laughs> then it was recently announced that um, Sherry Shepard, who is alum from The View, would be the permanent replacement. 
host on the William, Wendy Williams show. But then fast forward to this week, and it was announced that Sherry Shepard will be getting her own daytime talk show in the time slot of the Wendy Williams show this coming September. So I guess they're going to ride on out with the schedule of the Wendy Williams show uh, and then eventually just transition it over to Sherry. They'll just get a new set. Mama's showing up to work every day anyway, so y'all might as well go ahead and change them them couches and change that background screen because why wait till september you can just do it now because wendy ain't coming back but we do wish wendy williams well don't know exactly what's going on but you know she's gonna miss that check although if she's on medical leave i guess she's still getting paid so so now it's time for tens 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 across the board and i have two tens this week going to some very uh notable olympians so the first 10 this week is going to Sarah Nurse. She is uh, a member of the Canadian women's ice hockey team, and they just won the gold medal. They beat the United States in a 3-2 gold medal match. And Sarah Nurse became the first black woman to win a gold medal in ice hockey. And so my next 10s is going to U.S. bobsledder Elena Myers-Taylor, and she became the most decorated Black athlete in Winter Olympics history, meaning she has the most medals out of any Black person in the Winter Olympics, which, I mean, probably ain't that hard. Let me, let me see how many she got, because we don't do the cold like that. Okay, so Mama has five Olympic medals. She has three silver and two bronze. Couldn't get that gold, girl, but maybe next time. And her story is extremely special because at the start of the Olympics, she tested positive for COVID-19, and she was supposed to be the flag bearer at the opening ceremonies, but she had to sit that one out until she was able to compete um, towards the end of the Olympics. And Mama did it, came back, and made history. So 10s for you, Elena Myers-Taylor. That about wraps up the show for this week. Stay tuned for the bonus episode on Friday. It is going to be a good one. Stay safe, stay healthy, and I'll see y'all on Friday. for joining me for another week i really hope you enjoyed this week's episode if you did please be sure to like rate and review the show wherever you're listening to category is right now category is podcast is recorded in philadelphia the show is hosted edited mixed and produced by me maurice smith 